this is session number one. As you see, um, the re-listened version on the second page I sent, second link, <clears throat> uh, shows uh, a few very significant differences between the original transcript and the re-listened version. Oh, in general, <clears throat> this session is Ra's presentation to the LNL group of Don, Jim, and Carla of uh, who they are, what they're here doing, what their purpose is, their nature, which is who they are, uh, and a little introduction to their relationship to humanity historically. Uh, and some so very core principles of the contact uh, between this, the three people, Don, Carla, Jim, and Ra, uh, are presented in session one. And so, <clears throat> 1.0, and we're just going to go right down the line and explain as much as possible. So, <clears throat> 1.0. Now, you'll see that every time Ra speaks, uh, Ra, Ra is an individual and a group, it's basically a group individuated um, unified soul community. Uh, and so sometimes Ra says we, sometimes Ra says I. It's a um, individual collective, individuated collective, or a collective individuality. So what you'll also what you'll see then is that Ra always says I am Ra. Every answer I am Ra. It starts with that. This is a kind of energetic anchoring uh, where uh, they are indicating, you know, their identity or their name, even though they're not, they are not their name, before they had contact with the Egyptians, which is where you get the name Ra, they didn't have the name Ra, uh, but they took the name Ra in relation to the calling of Akhenaten, the pharaoh, about 3,500 years ago. Uh, because that was their, the Egyptians' name for the sun god, which represented uh, the supreme creator um, that is all. All is one. The one god, monotheism, god, you know, there's one god of all, <clears throat> doesn't mean only that there's like one supreme boss or source of power. It means that all that is, is an expression of that one um, power, that one deity. Not a person, but a power. So, uh, Ra will uh, always um, say at the beginning, I am Ra, to uh, establish and maintain <clears throat> the, um, the, vibratory, uh, the vibratory anchoring, the vibratory link uh, to Carla and to the group because they really are coming from another place. And as you see in 1.0, which is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 paragraphs, mainly, uh, the first thing they say, uh, I have not spoken through this instrument before. That's right, this is the first contact. Carla, <clears throat> uh, the term instrument is, is used to uh, talk about, used to describe Carla as the channel, the instrument. Now, that doesn't mean she's a tool and they're using her, uh, but uh, she, as body, mind, spirit, 
energy fields, consciousness, a self, a soul, whatever, uh, is playing the role of an instrument, like a musical instrument. <clears throat> and that's an important analogy. So, I have not spoken through this instrument before. This is the first contact. We had to wait until she was precisely tuned. Now, this precisely tuned has to do with um, energy consciousness, right? Energy is conscious. Consciousness manifests as energy. That's sentient light, sentient vibration. All is love light. That light is ultimately vibratory, and it can be expressed as a sound and a form. So there's a visual, and there's a, a auditory. This, it's a tuning of an instrument. It's a tuning of vibration. It's a tuning of consciousness. <clears throat> we had to wait till she was precisely tuned. This is really the preparatory work that the group did for the channeling. As we send a narrow band vibration. So raw material, the, the 106 sessions, is a narrow band transmission. Narrow band meaning uh, the parameters of uh, energy are narrow and very focused in terms of uh, what they will say or the the condition of mind by which they're transmitting. Now again, you may have many, many more questions here, but we just have to go on because uh, <clears throat> uh, we want to get through these <laughs> these sessions. But you can see that that any any of these com any of these sentences, any of these statements of Ra could be expanded into a long commentary. But the narrow band vibration or the raw material as a narrow band transmission is unlike other channelings. And this is why Carla was in a deep trance. This is full trance channeling, similar to Edgar Cayce, but um, much more formal and uh, uh, much more precise and narrow, narrow banded. <clears throat> and so you'll see later uh, the preparations that were needed and also the ritual elements, which were basically for tuning, tuning mind, energy, basically to get the person and the group into the right state of mind. So, Ra goes on, we greet you in the love and in the light of our infinite creator. That's the logo, that's actually before the logos, before the galaxies, we have um, the infinity of the infinite creator, the one infinite creator. Um, that That's... Um, you know, the, the power, the unified power of, of all creation is the one infinite creator that manifests as everything. Second paragraph, <clears throat> we have watched your group. That's true, higher beings are watching us. We have been called to your group uh, by the seeking of the group, for you have a need for the diversity of experiences in channeling, okay, this is channeling, which go with a more intensive, or as you might call it, advanced approach to the system of studying the patterns of the illusions of your body, your mind, and your spirit, which you call seeking the truth. We hope to offer you a somewhat different slant upon the information, which is always and ever the same. This is called ageless wisdom. Ageless wisdom is a term used in some Western traditions to, <clears throat> to explain uh, the... Uh, unchanging or the essential principles of soul evolution within cosmic plan. 
So my second book is called Universal Vision, Soul Evolution and Cosmic Plan. That's what this is all about, an understanding of cosmic plan and the, the way of soul evolution within it. And the principles uh, are timeless or ageless because they're the principles, again, of moving light from first chakra to seventh or the clearance of that pathway, the full development of the octave, the octave of a being, those seven points of energy consciousness. So, however, yes indeed, this transmission from Ra is an advanced approach, and it is intensive. And you can see this is, you know, heavy density, high density light, or information. Uh, as one approach, as an advanced presentation of a system of studying patterns of illusions. Again, we can, I can comment on and on and on, but uh, what we manifest as body, mind, spirit, body which is obvious, and then there's the energy body, then, there, I mean, all is energy, there are different levels of energy body. <laughs> so it gets, you know, it's very complicated when you start to split hairs. But uh, the illusion, the, the manifestation of body, mind, spirit is from the perspective of unlimited perception uh, illusor, illusory. When we're studying the chakras, even, as seven points of energy consciousness, even that is, in a sense, an illusion, uh, because it comes out of the one light, or the undifferentiated white light. So, like, you know, uh, Pink Floyd, uh, Dark Side of the Moon, album cover, most important, one of the most important album covers ever. Uh, you see black space, then you see a line of light, then that line of light enters a, a prism, triangular, triadic, uh, crystal-type form, coming out as seven rainbow colors. That's pretty simple. The seven rays, seven chakras, seven dimensions, came out of the interaction between the one and the three. These three, the triad or the prism, is the laws of love, laws of love, uh, free will, law of love, law of light. The one light is the infinite creator uh, with the desire to experience uh, manifestation or diversity. <clears throat> and so from the void comes the one, one light. From the one, we find um, an interplay with a three. And from that comes the seven. If you think that, that uh, the seven... Um, are eternal, it's not true. They're basically a play of light. All of creation is a play of light. And so we see um, the visible spectrum, <clears throat> we see colored light. Uh, what we don't see is, is, is a higher dimensional view of it. We only see through our 3D eyes or third density brain. And that's called limited perception. And uh, taking that to be real or eternal in a certain rigid sense is a mistake. It doesn't mean it's unreal, but it's not... Uh, what we see is a small portion of what is. And that's, that's the point. So this term illusion is used all the time um, in talking about the physical or material world. 
it's it's not exactly an illusion, but um, it's a it's a phenomenal temporary display. It's an appearance, and so again, that that's a long philosophical point. But Ra is saying that what they're presenting is an advanced or intensive approach uh, to self-understanding, studying the patterns of the illusions of body-mind-spirit. Now that is called seeking the truth. Spiritual path, seeking the truth, is ultimately seeking the truth of our being. And knowing our being, we'll know the creation in which our being exists. That's the purpose of life. Ra said, the purpose of incarnation is development of mind, body, spirit. So the purpose of incarnation, the purpose of our life, is to uh, develop what we are. What we are manifests as body, mind, spirit. Yet, <clears throat> and, and all of that is a complex, meaning there are multiple patterns. Uh, uh, from higher perspective, our experience of them is an illusion, or illusory, or limited, uh, just like Plato's cave, there's there's form and substance or essence, uh, and that's why we use the word delusion. But it's as real as uh, it needs to be. And Ra is simply saying, we we hoping to give you a, a different angle, a different view, and an advanced presentation of the ageless wisdom system of self understanding and self development. So then Ra goes on, third paragraph. You can see how it takes a long time to go through this. Uh, talking about the collective that they are a part of. The Confederation of Planets in the service of the Infinite Creator has only one important statement. That statement, my friends, as you know, is all things, all of life, all of the creation is part of the one original thought. Now, uh, the... This is this already shows you how language is a problem. If 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 we have one thought, or the the which is basically the intention of the infinite creator, let there be light, let there be evolution, let there be creation. That's the original thought. The original thought is let there be a manifest creation with a diversity of form and experience. But to say that that's all one, you can't talk about parts. So it's more accurate to say all things, all life, all creation manifests one original thought, not is part of one original thought. It is an expression of one original thought. <coughs> so that's, that's how I would reframe that. Now, at that point, <coughs> Ra's talking about trying to see who's going to be doing the channeling. So they exercise or they contact the different people in the room. And then the last paragraph, not the last, I guess, but the next major teaching of just the first statement, the first uh, presentation of Ra, their, their first reply, is the major difference, is, is the major portion of the difference between the original and the re-listened. And this is really, uh, it's basically epistemology, the, the study of, of thought and knowledge. Mm. 
and it's you know really high <clears throat> so I'll just read it and um, we won't be able to get into it fully but a bit Ross says let us for a moment consider thought what is it my friends to take thought took you then thought today what thoughts did you think today what thoughts were part of the original thought today which really means what thoughts were in harmony with the original thought today in how many of your thoughts did the creation abide meaning appreciation of unity or infinite love light was love contained and was service freely given heavy thoughts right now this is the key statement statements these are the keys that were not originally included you are not part of a material universe you are part of a thought you are dancing in a ballroom in which there is no material you are dancing thoughts you move your mind your, your move your body your mind and your spirit in somewhat eccentric patterns meaning unstable and disordered for you have not completely grasped the concept that you are part of the original thought right now again the original thought is the intention of the one infinite creator that there be creation pre-creation in the um, the idea of a big bang before the big bang there was intention that there be a big bang before a galaxy came into being there was an intention that that galaxy came would come into being this is philosophy this is metaphysics this is spiritualism science can't touch it and it doesn't matter so they can go their own way but the idea is that the original thought let there be light let there be a creation let there be a manifestation of of this infinite will of of infinite will love infinite power love or loving power so that there can be further experience of me of the infinite creator that's what that's that was the mind before a galaxy appeared now <clears throat> Ra is talking here about thought and about identity this is a question this is this is a paragraph about the nature of thought and the nature of reality and the nature of our true identity uh, mm, the key here is Ra's really saying to what extent is your thinking in harmony with the with reality with um, the reality that all is one that uh, there is a single purpose for all existence for all creation and all manifestation and that is um, the free experiencing of the one infinite creator knowing itself fully or more by variety and uh, diversity of experience uh, the purpose of cosmic plan being soul evolution or being the development of creation so that's very high right but they're really saying to what extent is your thinking in harmony with uh, the purpose of creation was love contained was service freely given <clears throat> meaning to what extent are you a helpful influence in in the world that's a very important question we always need to keep in mind then they they give the the main uh, statements 
you are not part of a material universe, you're part of a thought. Or we can say, I, I, I don't, you know, the, in talking about unity, we don't use the word part, so we can drop that. So, you are not, um, we can say, you're not part of a material universe, you are a manifestation of an infinite thought, the thought of the one infinite creator, that there be a creation. Uh, you are, we are a manifestation of the original desire, the original thought, or of the one creator as the infinite creation. So, you're not part of a material universe, uh, you're dancing in a ballroom in which there is no material, meaning um, matter is a form of energy, energy is a manifestation of light. Light, or vibration, or sentient vibration, um, ultimately is an expression of infinite love power, free will and love. The infinite intelligent, right, I mean, you know, Ra uses the term intelligent infinity. The, cre the one infinite creator uh, has the primary qualities of intelligent infinity, or, you know, is intelligent infinity. That intelligence has um, infinite will and infinite love, and therefore gave rise to infinite light, which whose nature is ultimately light love. And so we, uh, you know, I can't put my hand through the table, but uh, that doesn't mean it's material. We call it material, but if you have a, you know, super-duper microscope, you'll see that it's actually just um, gravitational fields or electromagnetic fields and there isn't anything solid even you know as you keep looking into it looking into it you'll see you have much more space between electrons and the protons or the electrons and the nucleus of atoms than there are stuff so the universe is actually it appears solid and we experience it as solid but it actually isn't solid it's actually empty space mainly um, that is organized according to electromagnetic fields. So that's why Ra says, you're dancing in a ballroom in which there is no material. It seems to be, but essentially it isn't. So to think that it's solid and eternal is an illusion, and the result of limited perception. Uh, but really you are dancing thoughts, which really means vibrating or flickering um, light energy. So dancing is, vibratory, is the vibratory aspect, and thoughts is the immateriality of light, or light love, energy. So we manifest with a body-mind-spirit. That body-mind-spirit is ultimately uh, energy fields of light. Energy and light being, you know, the origin, the nature of all energy is light. So... All the vibratory energy fields that make up body-mind-spirit are ultimately an expression of, of light, which is light-love, which is vibratory sentience, or self-aware, awareness vibration. Now, that's not a material universe. That's vibrating uh, awareness, vibrating sentience. And that's very subtle and very high and very strange, but uh, that's a, a higher understanding of uh, identity than I'm a person, I'm a me, I'm a you, 
you know, you're a you and I'm a me. That kind of uh, very <clears throat> common and um, crude sense of identity is not not true. That's an illusion too. So, uh, and then because we don't understand unity, therefore we move, we move or we live with body, mind, spirit, moving in ex somewhat eccentric patterns, meaning we make self-conflict. We hurt ourselves, we hurt others, we're confused, we don't live at peace, we don't have balance, we're blocked, we're upset, we're up and down. That's, these are the eccentric patterns. And the purpose of this study, or raw contact, is so that we can uh, make a peace and make harmony within our being, bring our, our being back to harmony. But that comes from greater love, greater wisdom, understanding, uh, and uh, self-empowerment comes naturally with that. That, that heals the eccentric patterns, uh, which is our way of living <clears throat> in response to not understanding unity and not understanding our true identity. So, uh, after that, Ra was trying to connect through Don. After that, they were trying to connect through somebody named Leonard. <clears throat> after that, uh, Ra said, We ask you be patient with us, for we are a difficult channel to receive. However, even though we're difficult to receive, we may perhaps add some dimensions to your understanding. Now, understanding is a technical term. In the raw material, and it means uh, fourth chakra, love, fourth ch fourth ray activation. So Ross said, understanding is not of your density. Understanding is a quality of energy, or mind, associated with fourth ray activation, green ray, the color green, fourth chakra, heart chakra, heart center, associated with love. So understanding requires uh, acceptance. And the greater the capacity for acceptance, approaching unconditional acceptance, uh, what is, is. And I want to know what is. And I don't want to reject or manipulate or exploit or deny or avoid what is. I want to live in truth. That's unconditional acceptance. That attitude uh, opens the door to uh, endless understanding. So... And the more people are scared or blocked or want to control or manipulate or avoid, the less understanding they have. Of course. So, that's, um, that's question or answer 1.0. <clears throat> Any questions from anybody here? Right. <clears throat> well, that's the thing about the raw material, the, the, you know, the law of one through raw. Uh, it, it's a very sophisticated, mature, intelligent, and thought-provoking and, and profound integration of uh, quantum physics and esoteric Buddhism, Hinduism, and an understanding of the UFO phenomenon, and an understanding of human history and development of consciousness, uh, and social development and psychological development all together <clears throat> uh, and uh, that's because it really does come from a level of higher self which is a being that's finished the spiritual path personal spiritual path not entirely but 
the personal spiritual path has been finished at that level. And so it's it's very scientific. The universe, you know, the metaphysics of creation is uh, can be understood as philosophy and science. And uh, because energy comes from mind. <clears throat> and so uh, the the fact that we're not living in a material universe or the appearance of the material universe is ultimately that that's energy and that's according with science but that uh higher science but that actually comes from the mind of the infinite that has intention and principles that come out as philosophy so so let me go on 1.1 1. 1. now <clears throat> this is the main uh the first presentation of Ra's self, you know, Ra's self-introduction here in terms of who they are and what they've been doing and their relation to Earth and a little bit about the Confederation. So, I am Ra, we communicate now, we too have our place, meaning dimensional location. We are not those of the love or of the light, meaning we're not from fourth density or fifth density. So <clears throat> the law of love is basically the way of fourth density. The way the law of light is the way of fifth density. The law of one is the way or the vibration associated with sixth density, which is what Ra's of late sixth density. So they don't mean we don't appreciate love or light. It means <clears throat> we're not from fourth and fifth dimension. We are those who are of the law of one. In our vibration, 60, the polarities are harmonized, <clears throat> the complexities are simplified, and the paradoxes have their solution. We are one. That is our nature and our purpose. And so, in realization that all is one, I am one, one is all, in, in the reality of that, knowing that reality, uh, one's purpose is becomes fused with one's nature. Meaning, one's life purpose is simply the free expression of one's true nature. Now, that's because they're living their true nature. True nature is uh, the unity of all. All is love-light. All is one. All is a manifestation of the one original thought or the mind of the infinite uh, that there be development of love-light uh, for all which is one. Knowing that reality uh, becomes, there's no other purpose to live other than sharing that reality, which is ultimately teaching or teach learning. And so uh, that's, uh, there's a lot more to say about that, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. But um, being in the reality of unity, knowing that that is their true identity, uh, their purpose is simply to share that reality, the reality of their true nature. And then the associated with sixth density, they say, in our vibration, meaning sixth density, polarities are harmonized, complexities are simplified, and paradoxes have their solution. <clears throat> polarities are harmonized means there's no more positive and negative path. The end of the positive path serves the other, and the negative path serves itself is actually in early sixth density. In the same way that 
the two energy channels up the spine, subtle energy, associated with Hinduism, yoga, seven chakras, called Ida and Pingala, associated with moon and sun, male and female, yin and yang, black and white, polarity of light. They end uh, in the brain nearby the sixth chakra, the forehead. Those nerves in Hindu yoga, in the, the esoteric yoga systems, are understood to end behind the sixth chakra. In the brain, uh, some people say pineal gland, some say pituitary gland. I think it's really pituitary, but whatever. Those two channels up the spine that, serp that coil as a serpent, and actually that's the basis of the um, caduceus in Western medicine. The staff with the two serpents going up and up in uh, a spiral way up the uh, staff of the physician, the uh, caduceus in Western medicine. Those are that came from the esoteric understanding in Hindu yoga four thousand years ago of these two nerves or energy channels up the spine associated with yin and yang, light and dark, which is polarity, which ends behind the sixth chakra which ends in sixth density. So Ra says the polarities are harmonized. There's no more experience of polarity. All is one. Complexities are simplified. There's no more complexity. And paradoxes have their solution. So everything that we call a paradox has a solution. Uh, you know, people say, how can there be evil and injustice if God is good? Well, that's a silly, immature question. But uh, when there's an understanding of free will, uh, <clears throat> when there's an understanding of the purpose of creation and the law of free will, this question doesn't appear or is answered. Why can there be evil and injustice um, if God is good or if the creation is a benevolent place? Uh, because the creation and the infinite creator or whatever, whether you think it's a person or not, doesn't matter. The creation um, respects the free will of all beings and there is cause and effect. And if, if you don't take care of yourself, you will fall apart. And if you don't know love, uh, you'll probably make conflict. And that has consequences. And that leads to injustice and evil and suffering and confusion. And that's just the way it is. And so the law of free will um, leads the day. Now, so... Uh, there are no more paradoxes at the level of higher self or within our true being. Our higher being is free of confusion. You too can be free of confusion, but you have to open the channels to get in communication with your true being, with higher self, with your deep mind. Ra goes on, We are old upon your planet and have served with varying degrees of success in transmitting the law of one, of unity, of singleness to your peoples. We have walked your earth. We have seen the faces of your peoples. This is not so with many of the entities of the Confederation. This is the collective of benevolent planets and uh, off-planet groups associated with 4th, 5th, 6th dimension positive and this solar system and associated solar systems. This is not so <clears throat> with many of the entities of the Confederation. We found it was not efficacious. However, 
we then felt the great responsibility of staying in the capacity of removing the distortions and powers that had been given to the law of one. We will continue in this until your cycle is appropriately ended. If not this one, then the next. We are not a part of time and thus are able to be with you in any of your times. Now, uh, we won't get into it here, but you can see it in the ET Earth contact, ET Earth history timeline on the PDF. Ra contacted the Atlanteans uh, 12,000 years ago. Ra contacted the Egyptians uh, about three or 4,000 years ago. And uh, both of these interventions had, quote, varying degrees of success, or what many would call failure, uh, and perversion and unintended consequences. We'll get into that later. Uh, <clears throat> they were trying to transmit the law of one, which really means talk about the glory and reality of uh, the unity of all creation. We have walked to earth. They took um, energy bodies and were actually walking in uh, ancient Egypt at just a certain times. We have seen the faces of your peoples. It's not so with many of the entities of the Confederation. Uh, indeed, most other Confederation groups, this is, and we'll, we'll go further into the nature of the Confederation in other sessions, most other groups have not walked on earth, and they don't know humanity. And Ra said, we cannot plumb the depths of the distortions which infect your peoples. So, a pure mind <clears throat> doesn't necessarily comprehend the intricacy of the distortions of a distorted mind. The complexity, the paradoxes, the inconsistency, the internal contradictions of distorted mind are not fully known naturally by a very pure, great mind. And so, raw. that's why there were varying degrees of success associated with Ra's service to Atlantis and the Egyptians. Because they, they don't fully understand the distortions of human mind, which are vast and intricate and complex. So, they said, we found it was not efficacious. What was not efficacious was walking among humanity and doing what, serving in the way they did. However, we then felt, then meaning after all the unintended consequences, which include massive perversion of, of benevolent teachings leading to warfare and sacrifice and bloodshed and black magic. These unintended consequences <clears throat> are why, or, or the basis for why they felt, found later, ultimately, that what they were doing was not efficacious, not effective. That led them then to feeling great responsibility of staying in the capacity of removing the distortions and powers that had been given to the loved one, which means um, that those who heard what Ra gave, pure spiritual teaching in Atlantis and Egypt, led, led themselves to making distortion and um, adding negative intentions to uh, their interpretation of the law of one and their actions with it. And that's how religion turns into demonic. That's how uh, you know, the original pure teaching of a religion becomes uh, the, the, the community of demons and devils and mind control in future millennia, future generations. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, dogma, dogma is a, a form of um, 
rigid understanding that is ultimately associated with control and manipulation. So Ross says, we'll continue in this until, you, until your cycle is appropriately ended. That means the end of third density in this cycle on Earth. If not this one, well, it won't be this one, my friend. So they will stay into the next cycle of 3D evolution for this group of souls, which will not necessarily only be on planet Earth in the future. But most souls on Earth will repeat the density, repeat 3D on another planet after dimensional shift. But higher self <clears throat> is not part of time. It's outside of time. It can experience linear time and experience freedom from linear time, meaning all is one. Uh, true simultaneity. Past, present, and future exists all now fully. Fully now wholly. And they can live that and know that. And two, they can experience linear time like us. Uh, Don later asked... What about the connection between the name Ra and the Egyptians? Is there a connection? Ra said the connection is congruency, meaning full fit um, union or identity, meaning, yeah, yeah, sure, this name came from the Egyptians. And Ra goes on with 1.5. The identity of the vibration Ra is our identity, meaning uh, the sound Ra as a word and a sound, the identity or nature of that sound from Egypt is them. They were Ra in the old, in, you know, the, uh, the dynasty associated with Akhenaten. <clears throat> now, that's not the same as, it's, it, it's not the same as everyone's understanding of Ra, meaning there's an understanding that Ra is a sun god who's just the sun or one among many gods. That's pantheism, or animism. Everything's alive, everything's a god, right? So there's a river god, and a mountain god, and the sun god, and the moon god. That's not actually what uh, Akhenaten understood as by sun god or Ra. Well, Akhenaten understood, the pharaoh, that um, all creation is the expression of a supreme one being which can be given the name Ra, but really has no name. It's limitless light, or the source of limitless light. And so all is one. And that really means that you can say that there are spirits associated with the mountain and the river, and the fire, and the sky, and the sun. But those entities um, exist as a manifestation of a one infinite being. Or all of creation is one being. And there are the waves on the ocean are, or the people or the beings and the spirits and the humans are like waves on the ocean. <clears throat> but their substance is the same. The substance is water. The substance is love-light, which is sentient vibration. And so all that is love-light, all that is is love-light or sentient vibration, energy consciousness. That infinite or boundless energy consciousness appearing as waves and currents and beings and dimensions is all the expression of an infinite one, one power, which is infinite love power, loving power or power love, which is the law of free will or the law of will and love. <clears throat> so Ra said, the origin of light 
is the action of free will upon love. So that's how you get light, which is light love. So uh, that's what Akhenaten meant by Ra. <clears throat> that's what Ra meant, why they said, okay, we are Ra. When Akhenaten was calling with the mind of appreciating unity or monotheism, one supreme creator being, which is all, not a guy, not a girl, it's the all as one life, one being. That's what Akhenaten meant, and that's why Ra answered. Because their uh, understanding is in harmony with that understanding. Not that they're saying, we are the supreme creator of all. <clears throat> but they know that they are, you know, like waves on the infinite ocean. And that their true nature is the, the one ocean. So we as a group, or what you would call a social memory complex, which is unified mind energy of higher dimensional benevolent groups. Social memory complex. We made contact with a race of your planetary kind you call Egyptians. Others from our density, 60, made contact at the same time in South America, and the so-called lost cities, what became lost later, were their attempts to contribute <clears throat> to the law of one. Lost cities were mainly Peru. And that's where you get all the, you know, the Maya, Inca, Aztec, that whole line. Uh, originally, I guess the Mayans were in contact with a six-density positive confederation group. Ra goes on, we spoke to one who heard and understand and understood and was in a position to decree the law of one, meaning Akhenaten. <clears throat> However, the priests and peoples of that era quickly distorted our message, robbing it of the compassion with which unity is informed by its very nature, since it contains all, it cannot abhor any. So, Ra spoke to Akhenaten, he heard, he understood, he was in a position of authority, <clears throat> and he legally decreed the Law of One, which was really uh, to replace the religion of, of Amun-Re, or the priests of Amun, with the new way of Aten, or the sun god, or Ra, which again was considered not one god among many, but the supreme identity of all. But you see, that's very sophisticated, uh, and <clears throat> most people ended up at that time thinking, okay, all right, well, it's the sun god, so we'll worship the sun instead of the eight other gods. Uh, but that's not what, what monotheism really means. And so, uh, despite Akhenaten's best efforts, Number one, the people really didn't know what he was saying. And number two, the priests didn't like having their power or authority challenged. The priests of, of Amun. And these were really black fellows. And there was a lot of violence then between Akhenaten and them. And that led on and on to many things. However, the priests and peoples of that era quickly distorted our message, robbing it of the compassion. Robbing it of compassion. And compassion is natural to unity, robbing it of the compassion with which unity is informed by its very nature. Uh, <clears throat> unity, uh, since it contains all, it cannot abhor any, it cannot hate or reject or uh, harm any. Meaning, true unity, which is of true full development of sixth chakra, which includes fourth chakra and fifth chakra too, not without those, including ma maximal love, fourth ray, Maximal wisdom, clarity, fifth ray. Maximal balance, fourth and fifth ray. Understanding and acceptance, 
uh, knowing and um, being with and caring for. That's uh, the, the full development of six ray, six density, law of one, understanding all is one, in its true form, of course, includes love or compassion or care, meaning harmlessness, ahimsa. Uh, in the Hindu system, it's understood ahimsa, param yog. Ahimsa, harmlessness, Gandhi's main teaching, is the highest yoga, param yog, yoga, parama yoga. Param yoga, meaning uh, highest yoga is harmlessness. So if you want to help yourself deeply, uh, be aware of the importance of harmlessness, uh, relationship by relationship or interaction by interaction. No matter how I'm feeling, I don't I, I don't have to hurt that person. Now if somebody's trying to hurt you, uh, a harder approach is needed, but that doesn't mean you have to hurt them. You can actually speak hard truth that will put them in their place. And that's not because you want to hurt them, but because uh, they deserve to be stopped in their harming you. But that's still ahimsa, because it's simply um, truth. Um, without the desire to to exploit or manipulate or punish, um but the desire to stop the harming one from harming me. So, ahimsam param yoga means that uh, harmlessness is the highest yoga. The highest spiritual practice is actually considered one of the highest, really, is uh, harmlessness, which means never hurting self or other, both. And so, that's associated with unity and true condition of higher self. But then... Of course, uh, dumb people and uh, corrupt authorities, the priests in this case, uh, who are really not capable of understanding philosophy or not humble enough to listen and correct themselves, perverted it. And, uh, you know, the, the, the temples to the sun became places of human sacrifice in South America. And the pyramid for initiation and healing became a place for ritual black magic in Egypt. And that's why Ra's still here. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Jesus was considered a revolutionary. You know, Ra calls him Yeshua. I mean, why was Jesus killed? Ultimately, because he was going up against the hierarchical, service-to-self, priestly caste in, in that period in Palestine. And, you know, he, he was trying to bring love and equality and benevolence into society. That is a threat to the status quo on earth in these societies which are run by service-to-self negative leaders who don't want equality or power sharing, but they want a concentrated power and a hierarchical system of control and domination. That's service-to-self. So, yeah, Absolutely. And so, that's uh, the story of human history, which is uh, bringers of love light, uh, finding that their offerings are perverted and transformed into systems of further control. Like, you know, the church, the Christian Catholic church, 
you think you you think that Jesus would would support the work of the Catholic Church and and the churches in general? Absolutely not, um, because they're not they're not feeding the poor. They're not humble, you know. I mean, I don't want to get into it, but the the, the masquerade of the Catholic Church being benevolent is a joke. If if you want to be benevolent, how about you sell eighty uh, percent of your priceless treasures and distribute it as food for the whole world? And they'd never do that. So, uh, yeah, uh, this is the uh, the threat of true spiritual teaching. It's revolutionary to a hierarchical power centralized elitist uh, control social system control system of society which has been the case in every single society since uh, Atlantis and so that's um, also a human tendency which is that um, ambitious and selfish souls end up taking power over social groups that's been going on strongly for the last 15,000 years. So Ra said, when we were no longer able to have appropriate channels through which to enunciate the law of one, because it was perverted by the priests, we removed ourselves from the now hypocritical position which we had allowed ourselves to be placed in. Meaning, they were, they had unwittingly, naively, allowed themselves to be um, the teaching source for a system that then became hierarchical and serves the self. Meaning the priest said, yeah, we're in touch with Ra, and we're using this for further control and domination. So Ra said, and other myths, shall we say, other understandings having more to do with polarity and things of your vibrational complex, like many gods and politics and um, uh, competition and conflict, these again took over in that particular society complex, meaning Egypt 3,500 years ago. And so that's what happened. <laughs> and I think we should probably end today's um, text reading at that point uh, on question 1.5. Uh, again, because of the distortions in mind of humanity uh, in general, uh, these very pure teachings in all of them, you know, Moses and the original Judaism, uh, Muhammad and the original Islam, Yeshua and the original Christianity, Buddha, Gautama, and the original Buddhism, and even the original founders of Hinduism, Krishna or um, other guys, whoever whoever that were, they were. Uh, every single one of these religions has been perverted into a service-to-self hierarchical structure of control and uh, exploitation of the humans who become followers. Every single one of them. And that's simply the result of these two powerful forces in human society of uh, service to self or selfish ambition, greed, domination, wishing for domination, power, control, and ignorance and a lack of thoughtful self-care in the masses.
Um, yeah, that's uh, that's a very central uh, plank or uh, belief in in all those systems. I mean, it's basically um, the notion of the elite and the um, outsiders. Uh, our religion is the best way, or you are the chosen people, you are the elite. You know, every religion basically says that. I mean, there are Islamic preachers who say, you are superior to everyone else because of this religion. <clears throat> Jewish leaders, rabbis say that. There are Hindu dogmatists who say that. There are Buddhist lamas who say, you know, this is the only way. Uh, it's very common. So, uh, to uh, make, you know, it's it's basically mm, the uh, manipula manipulation by um, a kind of false uh, specialness to make people feel that they are special and superior. It's elitism. And to say that ours is the only way is, is a portion of elitism. Uh, because, you see, there is not one way in terms of particular dogma and belief, but uh, what people are not seeing is that all humans have seven chakras. All humans have body, mind, spirit, energy fields. All humans have higher self. All humans now are living in third density body in third dimensional environment on a particular planet at a particular point in its history. That's universal. But that's so subtle. And even Hinduism, which talks about seven chakras, uh, doesn't hasn't universalized itself uh, to say that anybody in any country following any religion or no religion at all uh, can become fully enlightened by the development of their their equipment of seven chakras. Full development of the seven chakras equals complete and perfect enlightenment. Now, the Buddha didn't talk about chakras, actually, because it's not necessary. But uh, it offers a means of, of understanding a universal system uh, which is the, the, the same for all of us. We all have that equipment. Just like we all have a human body here, uh, we all have uh, the seven energy consciousness points. As they are fully developed, the person ascends or is qualified to go to higher dimensions and becomes fully enlightened. There's no issue of God or no God. There's no issue of belief even. It's just a matter of the full development of what we are. But nobody can see it because, you know, it's invisible. And every religion ultimately becomes a political grouping. Every human grouping becomes political and therefore um, is involved in um, its own self-aggrandizement, which is ultimately service to self, which is taking, not giving. And so, yeah, uh, any notion that this is the only way or you are the chosen people, which every religion says, which every group says, go to Japan. Most people believe the Japanese way is the right way, it's the true way, it's the God's way, Kami says so. Kami is the Japanese word for God in Shinto. So they think they're superior too.
go to China. People think they're better than everybody else too. So it's it's uh, it's it's a kind of mind control uh, manipulation uh, that leadership in any country, every country, and every institution, including religion, but not only the Democratic Party. We're Democrats. We're good. The Republicans are bad. We're Southerners. We're good. Those North Northeasterners are bad. We're Hutu. The Tutsi are bad. Every single group. I mean, you know, look at the movie um, Apocalypto, Mel Gibson's movie. Uh, that movie Apocalypto shows, you know, indigenous groups beating the hell out of each other. So it's been going on for the last 15,000 years. If you, um, you, you see, if you live in a certain place, you have agreed to experience the, uh, the uh, future of that place. Before you were born, right, I mean, choices are made before birth and during the lifetime. Choices are made consciously and unconsciously. Choices are made from clarity, wisdom, and they're made from confusion, self-limitation, distortion. <clears throat> All of that. So, if you choose, I mean, there were wanderers and good heart people in Hiroshima and Nagasaki who didn't leave. And there were wanderers, good heart people in Sodom and Gomorrah who were wiped out somehow. So, uh, being a good heart person is not the guarantee of avoiding planetary catastrophe or local destruction. So, if you are where you are is where you have chosen to be. Consciously, unconsciously, before birth, during life. Physical life. Uh, life is quite different in other places outside the you know, mainland USA. It really is. Uh, I recommend strongly that people live where they really like to live. Now, it's, I've said this in other groups, and you can hear on YouTube. I talk about um, person, place, and work. It's really important to live in a place you really like. It's really important to live with or nearby or in relationship to people you like. And it's really important to be doing work or activity you like and you believe in. If those three are taken care of, the quality of life is much higher and uh, much easier to weather the storm of this current phase of human history. Um, well, it's really important, and honestly, it's very it'll, it's it'll be increasingly difficult, I think, to live comfortably on planet Earth through the difficulties that are coming, unless you know you're living in a place where you really want to live, or you you need you you feel you really must live and you believe in, and doing work you believe in, and uh, with people that you truly feel well with. If not, uh, the question will be, why am I here? What the hell am I doing? And uh, you can't really have well-being um, if you're not in the right place with the right people doing what you believe in. It's not really possible. And most people are not. <clears throat> and most people don't give thought to it. Meaning, a person can feel, I don't fit here, uh, and not do well 
not because they're so damaged, but because they don't uh, accord with the prevailing um, consciousness or values of that system. So, I mean, if you put yourself into a certain, you know, if you if you go live in the ghetto, in a ghetto, where everybody is fighting each other, uh, you'll be a failure too, unless you follow that way and become very aggressive and fight people and do all that. So if you can't change yourself to fit the prevailing system values or patterns of, of behavior, then you're a failure. But that, you know, if, you're, if the system is dysfunctional, uh, you're a failure in a dysfunctional system. Now, that's quite different than being a failure in a harmonious system. So, <clears throat> the nature of the system and its values is part of the, a part of the, uh, the issue. But, again, uh, very few people think about what I truly want because they've been doing what they feel they must do, or they've been doing what other people tell them to do, or they've been doing what they just think they must do because other people do it without thinking, without deeper self-reflection. That's not going to cut it now at this time on planet Earth. Uh, and so if people really want well-being and harmony, they're going to have to ask those hard questions. That's honesty. <laughs> That's just called self-honesty. That's called being real. And what one reason people don't do that <clears throat> is that it's very painful discovering the answers, uh, which include, uh, I'm not really uh, too happy where I am doing what I'm doing with these people. Hmm. With these people doing what I'm doing, living where I am, I don't feel ooh, harmony. I don't feel meaning. I don't feel it's valuable. I don't feel it's right. Then the person realizes, oh, boy, I'm stuck. Things are really kind of bad here, actually. Or I'm not where I should be. I better, I have to make changes. Otherwise, um, I'm going to feel continue feeling bad. Now, we can adjust ourselves to anything, more or less. Uh, but that still doesn't mean it's in accord with a deeper personal desire. And so most people are not even comfortable um, inquiring to their deeper, true personal desires, let alone able to make change. So this is a fact, this is a matter of honesty. And also as the planet changes or the fourth dimensional energy condition develops, it's associated with fourth chakra. Fourth dimension, fourth chakra, love, understanding, honesty, truth, being real. Ra said, in fourth density, all things are revealed. That's also why now um, lots of negativity is being revealed. And it's harder for them to keep secrets. And uh, exposure happens more easily. And self-exposure also. And if we fight that, meaning I just want to stay with my ignorance and keep my head in the sand, we will be more stuck and more unhappy. So... There's the pain of truth, and then there's the pain of avoiding truth. Only one of those two painful uh, experiences or painful processes leads to possible freedom from pain. Putting your head in the, head in the sand and avoiding the truth of what I truly want and how I'm truly feeling, 
uh, is also painful, and and the pain grows, and then it goes into a numbness and a and a inability to feel, and that's called avoidance and self uh, avoidance of truth, and being dishonest with yourself, and emotional repression, uh, and the person gets more distorted that way, and suffers more. I mean, it's just really important to be true to yourself. That's the point. You know, to thine own self be true. And when we do that, or as we seek that, uh, we will first contact how we're out of harmony, or uh, out of sorts, or in a place that doesn't fit, or with people we don't really want, or doing work or activity we don't really believe in. And that's all very painful, because we see, uh, we, we see um, a lack. We see the the real lack of fulfillment that we're living in. And uh, many people then don't even want to look at that, because they assume I can't change it. But actually, there's much more change possible than people realize. There really is. There's a, you can change your mind, and you really can change your life. And there's a saying, if you want to change your life, change your mind. So, well, thank you, everyone. Good night.